0: As you all know, uh, Eternal City Church has an ongoing ministry in Gulu, Uganda. And one of the main things that we've been blessed and privileged to do, thank you, sir, is to hold an annual conference. Our first one was in 2021, then last year, 2022. And we have another one coming up in 2023, October 18th and 19th. And a team will be leaving here in Pittsburgh uh, October 13th. And we are really excited uh, to join our friends in Gulu, Uganda. Gulu is northern Uganda, right below South Sudan. Uh, and, and there's a university connected to the church that we partner with, and that church is called University Community Church. So, here on the slide, you'll see the lead pastor and his wife. This is Jimmy Okello, and this is Fiona Okello. And uh, the church is called University Community Church. Uh, we've been partnering with Jimmy and University community since 2017, so we have a long-standing relationship uh, with Jimmy and with university community. Thank you all. If you want to stand? OK. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Gotcha. So uh, yeah, here's another picture of Fiona and Jimmy. And this is our friends, Moses. And Karen (laughs) Odell. And this, this is Moses first time in the United States. Karen is from Canada. Which part? Ontario. Ontario, Ontario, Canada. Uh, and this is not your first time to the United States. No, No, it's not. Okay. (laughs) So what I've asked for, for you all and so that you get to know our friends a little better. So I've got to spend a lot of time with, with these friends here. Um, I've been privileged to eat meals with them and hang with them and have intimate conversations, personal ones, and I'm I'm really grateful for you all. But our friends here, unless they've been to Uganda, they don't know you. And so I have some questions. Um, We're going to aim at like 15 minutes here, okay? So be patient. 15 minutes, Eddie. Relax, all right? So tell us briefly, maybe two minutes. Did he just say that means 25? Is that what he said?
1: Welcome to Uganda.
0: Yeah, right, <laughs> right. So tell us, tell us how you got into ministry because Karen is actually a missionary and Moses is a pastor at University Community Church. How, how did you get into ministry?
1: I grew up in Southwestern Ontario in a Christian home. I believed in Jesus, I think, since the day I was born and always wanted to serve the Lord. But where I grew up, it was like Farmville, Caucasian, and all I knew about Christian ministry was the Christian school teacher and the pastor. And because I was a woman, I had to be the Christian school teacher. But the Lord brought me to Michigan to go to Bible college. I'm keeping the journey short. And there I met Kenyans and Ugandans and people from inner city and all over the place. And I learned, wow, there's so many different types of ministry. You can serve the Lord in every any position in life, even if it's a pharmacist or a farmer. Mm. And, but those Kenyans and Ugandans, the more we related with each other, they said, you belong in our country. And it took 16 years. The Lord, I said, Lord, please send me to Africa. He sent me to Europe to be a nanny for a year. I said, Lord, please send me to Africa. He sent me to the Philippines for three years to teach missionary kids. I said, Lord, please send me to Africa. He sent me to suburbia Toronto to work as a support worker with teenagers who had severe autism after five years, I was extremely burnt out as a support worker. And I said, God, if you're not sending me to Africa, I'm at least going for a vacation. Mm. So I booked a three-month leave of absence. It turned into a one-year leave of absence, and I've been there ever since.
0: Love it. Yeah. Love it. Moses, how about you?
2: Mine is a bit of a, a long story. And uh, to ask an African pastor to speak in 15 minutes is, uh, <laughs> is something that is... Uh, Totally, un- in, uh, not practical at all. So we've I, been praying.
0: I, <laughs> we've been praying. You've been praying. Lord, help us.
2: Um, I, I grew up in... Uh, uh, my father was an Anglican priest, so I pretty much knew the Bible. I was taught the Bible at a very young age. Mm. I knew every Bible story from Genesis to Matthew. I knew, but I did not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, but I knew, I knew stuff. Mm. And um, it was not until in my senior one when I gave my life to Christ Jesus, and there's a lot of history to that, Um, but I felt a strong unction, a calling in 2012 to get into full-time ministry. But before that entire time, I had been, um, uh, once I got born again, I was searching for the Lord so I went from one church to another. And um, the reason why I went from one church to another partly is because of uh, there was at that time, and there is even today, a shallowness in, 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 uh, in, in terms of uh, the preaching and the teachings of scripture uh, in my country. And so I was seeking for, for God from one church to another. And um, until I found a church where I I, I thought I fitted in, and I I worked, I served as a a youth minister for some years. But it was in 2012 that I felt the calling to full-time ministry to uh, be a a pastor. And um, I I went to a university in my country uh, that is managed by the Anglican Church, and I did a... Uh, attain an uh, MDiv, for masters in divinity uh, in 2016 but uh, we all go through the desert place in this journey with the Lord and I had that experience for about four or five years and until uh, I met this lady in 2019 and uh, somehow the Lord began uh, moving uh, through her ministry But I was still thirsty and, you know, searching for where to fit. And um, it was when we came to Gulu to where Pastor Jimmy is, the lead pastor, that again I found a fitting church, a church where not just milk was, you know, given, but real food. And um, and, uh, so one of those days I was doing a small course, mechanics course. Trying to, you know, find out what God wants me to do with life, and I was under a vehicle. For those of you who have been to garages, the men probably have been to workshops. I was under a vehicle, and then Pastor Jimmy calls me and says, "I feel like the Lord is calling you to join me as an elder." I'm like, Pastor Jimmy, this is a I'm, I'm just, I'm a mechanic. I'm doing mechanics. How do you yeah. tell me this kind of thing under a vehicle? You know, so that's how I get called. And um, last year, that was when? November is when we got, I got ordained, October. Uh, and so I serve as an associate pastor with Pastor Jimmy.
0: Love it, love
1: it. Let me just correct some history. We met in 2013. Wow. We got married in 2019. There you go. But we, I was living in his hometown four hours from gulu but i had been feeling the lord calling me out of Soroti, and he felt like a prophet has never heard in his own hometown so when we got married that's what he means in 2019 we decided as a family to go someplace new to serve the lord together
0: love that so what does it look like practically you as a missionary to gulu you as a pastor and you know a missionary also as well with your wife what does that look like on the day to day
2: um it's it's such a joy to to um, to see a life. I don't know whether you you guys have watched an egg hatch out. It's such a joy to see. I know that is strange language. You has guys has anyone ever seen? You've a never chick seen come out of an a egg. Chick. Yeah,
0: look, there's some.
2: Yeah, there's some. That. Yeah. We have YouTube. We have YouTube. We have YouTube. But it's such a joy to see. Um, a girl who is a practicing—I don't know whether this is will come out as a wrong thing to say—but uh, you know, practicing. You know, um, I don't know whether to call it. Just say it. Okay, a practicing lesbian turn to Christ. Amen. And you see their transformation, like like the way the, the uh, this uh, uh, this uh, warm, you know. Uh, transforms into a beautiful butterfly. Mm. And that's the joy of being a pastor. It takes hard work. It takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of being on your knees. But that is the joy that I see when when we work with the young people that we do at the university. Our church is just a stone throw away from the university. And uh, Pastor Chris and the team have have been there. They've seen... And have ministered to these young people. There is such a hunger, a thirsting for God's word mm-hmm. among the young people. But there is an absence of solid food. There is so much uh, a penetration of uh, this prosperity gospel, and I'm sorry to say that most of it is coming from here. Mm. And um, <clears throat> and so that is what we are uh, situated to fight at the university. You know, very well, university is where, um, where you churn out sort of uh, people who are going to be the pillars of the nation, of the country, of the workforce. And so to be able to, to fine-tune them, if you like, with the word of God, with a true, you know, biblical theology, mm. that is so amazing to watch as they transform.
0: Love that. Thank you.
1: This, is, this could be a big answer, but... Uganda, the average age is 15. The 80% of the population is under the age of 30. Mm-hmm. So it's a very young nation. And like he's talking about prosperity gospel, it's a Christian nation, but it's so surface level that for me as a missionary, I know I'm called to discipleship, to live a life of integrity and purity. Day to day, I don't have a nine to five program. It's every day is different. Sometimes you're four hours just to pay your electricity at the bank, you know, like and other days the house has 15 people and they just keep coming in, and I gotta find more food to get on the table. And so I love being stretched in the house. And um because of that though, a lot of what's well, now our work is to also train and raise up leaders walking alongside the local church and the local schools. School system needs a lot of prayers too. So I am trained in educational care, that's six modules, and we go to different schools, we work with teachers. We have a one-week course, and then three months of follow-up or an action plan. We're also tag-teaming to teach Timothy leadership training, raising up pastors, teaching them about stewardship, and um, caring for God's creation, different themes like that, from harm to harmony. Then I'm also trained in One Hope, which is a worldwide, beautiful curriculum equipping Sunday school teachers and getting God's word into primary schools. And there's also a group right now writing a new curriculum for nursery and primary schools called Roots to Fruits. And they're combining Bob Jones from here with the Uganda National School Board and making a beautiful new curriculum. And we've gotten written up from two years of nursery up to grade five. Wow. And it's in 37 schools. So I'm on the editing team of that. And it's so cool to see God's word going out and Love transforming that. lives. Yeah. yeah. We but have some there's Bob- not a day that looks the same. Every day is unique. You say, Lord, what's on the plate today? And give me the grace to make it through.
0: Amen. Yeah. We have some Bob Jones fans in the back. I'll leave them unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> Since one of our main ministries, uh, in addition to partnering with, with university community, is the Pastors Conference, yep. uh, and what these friends are most familiar with as the Pastors Conference, what would you say the average Theological knowledge of a pastor is in Gulu. Now, I know you have an MDiv, but you're a, kind of an exception to the rule. That's why I'm <laughs> <laughs> is that the reason? It's the only reason. I'm the un- MDiv. Oh, you hear that, guys? No. You're unmarried, just give an MDiv. <clears throat>
2: <laughs> well, um, it is a sad fact, but uh, nine out of ten pastors in Uganda. Um, have not attained theological education. That is a statistical fact. Um, many of those have not gone to even high school, like secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many of them, um, you know, they, they feel the calling. They, they understand that they are called to, to, you know, to be preachers and teachers of the word. But the challenge here is that because they have not attained uh, a proper theological education, they are going to, you know, to grab, to pick whatever mm. um, um, theological uh, ideas are out there, including the prosperity gospel, including heretical teachings, and uh, just things that are not Bible-based, mm. and they will teach those. And so there is such a huge gap in the country, Um, and, uh, again, it is such a joy to see, uh, Chris and, and the team come to, to kind of begin to build a foundation, sort of breaking an old foundation and beginning to build afresh.
0: Yeah. Amen.
2: Yeah.
1: It's been amazing. I mean, we were kind of new to Gulu. We moved in the middle of covid So we didn't know anybody. And we were just starting to get to know Pastor Jimmy and Fiona when you came for the first one. And he dragged Jimmy into that conference that I think you need to be there. And so that's how long our relationship is. But because we've been with you from the beginning, we've seen how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, pastors are getting their library stocked with solid books, some great teachings, it's really encouraging. And like every year, they're like, when is it again? We want to yeah. keep this partnership up. Mm. I think they're being fed and we appreciate it so yeah, much. Yeah, we
0: just, we just put a, uh, one of the pastors onto our YouTube channel. There's a five-minute interview with him. And he's talking about how he has benefited from the training, from the books. Uh, so I encourage you all, go on to our social media, either Facebook or YouTube, and watch, watch that pastor. Um, why would you... Okay, so here's a, here's a question that I want you to direct at my friends here what would you say why is it a worthy endeavor to invest in financially because these friends here fund this mission this this shepherd the flock mission why would you say it's worth their money it's a good investment for them to pour into pastors in this way hosting a conference really helping the pastors travel feeding them lodging them all that
2: I want to say... I want to begin with Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. That says that two are better than one because mm. uh, uh, they have a good return for their labor. Mm. And um, again, like I said, many of our pastors have a huge lack of theological understanding. And and, and that is very dangerous because... Um, there is a lot of hunger for the gospel in the country. People are hungry to hear the word of God and um, and yet what is out there is given out of a background of ignorance mm. and it's easy to 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 throw heresy, heretic teaching um, into 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 scripture. but what this means what partnership really means is that you have a shared, a, a, shared, um, a shared zeal, a shared, um, I don't know how to put it, but there is such an appreciation that is coming from the pastors. And I know mm-hmm. you, you talked about that video, that there is such an appreciation because of your long-term commitment, your friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, these books, these trainings, Personally, I was not a bookworm, as we call, as we call ourselves. I, I, I never loved reading books so much. But because you brought books to us, my mind is beginning to open up to things uh, that I did not know, but also correcting things that I thought were and are not the truth. You know, and so that is very key. In our, in our environment in Uganda. Mm.
1: Give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach him to fish, he eats for a That's lifetime. Yeah. And I just think in equipping them to raise them up, disciple them in their faith, in their walk with the Lord, so that they can be better leaders. I love it. It's amazing. Love it. Yep.
0: So friends... Uh, Moses and Karen are gonna be staying with us uh, for dinner, so please make sure you, you say hi to them, ask any other questions. I do have one more fun question. How many languages do you speak?
2: I speak seven languages.
0: I speak one. He's a boss. So when, as he's grabbing for words, just remember, like this dude speaks seven languages, okay. How many do you speak?
1: One well. I'm with you. <laughs> But he knows more words than I do. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to lay some of our prayer cards out there. Yeah, please. Because even though we're not on your team, we're on our team. We're serving the Lord together. And I know you guys are coming to Gulu. So if you want to keep praying for us in Gulu, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, love it. Anything else you want to say to the friends publicly?
2: Um, I wanted to say thank you for sending this uh, short guy to Uganda. He's the shortest guy I know. He's helping us to, you know, partnership. Again, I wanted to say this, that partnership helps us to, to grow in accountability. Mm. Yeah. I'm able to see the dirt on your back and tell you, guy, you need to bathe mm. or you need to clean up. But if you are alone, and this is actually a culture in, in church planting in Uganda, that I, I, I feel the need to plant a church, I'll go in alone alone. Mm. But where you come alongside those who have the experience who have done it before and known how to do it well is such an amazing thing. So thank you so much for sending this short guy and that tall guy over there, my brother. Thank you so much for sending them. They are such a wonderful team and we really need them. It's not like we want them. We need them. Mm -hmm. I could almost go on my knees to ask, that you keep sending them. Whatever you're investing is not in vain. And
0: join them. Yeah, come with us. And come. (laughs) Please. Uganda is welcome. Come. Come to Uganda. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Can I pray for you real quick? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for Moses and Karen. God, we thank you for calling them to yourself first and foremost, that they might know you, love you, walk with you, be full of your spirit, and serve you in this great country, God, in this great city of Gulu. God, I pray, bless their efforts, bless their endeavors, bless their ministry that they might see the fruit, even as Moses has has talked about transformation of people. God, thank you that we get to see that and be a part of you changing people's lives. Mm. God, give them wisdom as they interact with uh, local Ugandans and students especially, with many questions. Father, with many competing ideologies and theologies, Mm -hmm. God, would you give both Moses, Karen, um, Jimmy, and Fiona wisdom, and the deacons and members there wisdom as they interact with students, reach out, uh, and make disciples who make disciples. God, I pray that they would enjoy their time here, feel welcomed and loved. God, we thank you for them. Bless their efforts and and bless them for being here this evening. In Jesus' name, everyone said Amen. amen. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Love it. So I am not preaching, but I'm going to introduce Justin, who is one of our pastors. Um, Justin is going to be preaching tonight. We only have uh, one more message in this series. And so all of you have submitted questions, and uh, we've gotten roughly 50 questions from you all, and some sermons have had six of the questions, some sermons have had two, some have had one, Uh, but this is another one of those sermons that we are seeking to answer your questions And let me say something before Justin says probably the same thing, which is um, if you've been a part of our church for any time, you know that it is very rare that we talk about money. In fact, we don't even take an offering, right? Like if you've been here before, you know, like, where's the offering plate? Well, it's that little box right there. And because you didn't even know about it, that shows like how much we press you for money. So anything in there? Just checking. Okay. So... So you all asked questions on money, okay? So this is a message about money. But I can't tell you how many times I've witnessed to non-Christians or had conversations as a pastor, and I've heard this, the church is only about money. All you guys care about is taking people's money. You know, you're all charlatans. And so in light of that kind of accusation, which isn't true, um, it's political season, everybody's looking for money, right? Uh, Target's looking for your money. Walmart's looking for your money. Twitter's looking for your money. Everybody's looking for your money, right? Starbucks, some of some of these places we give freely and willingly. Um, so just you who are regular, you know, this is a rarity. Okay, but I just wanna say for all you new friends, um, we do not talk about money every week. And I don't think we've ever done a whole message on money before, this might be the first one. So that being said, Justin.